Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, if eating a hot dog takes 35 seconds off your life, shouldn't Kobayashi be uh, dead? If we're now giving wide receivers red don't-touch-me jerseys, why are we doing anything? Charge joins me discussing fantasy plus a potential office reboot. All that plus the NFL's utterly trash website. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is back and loaded. So buckle up, man. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. Thank you for downloading and thank you for letting me take a load management day. Although I'm calling it an equipment malfunction. I recently bought the PodTrack P4 from the Zoom company. Zoom Incorporated is out out of Hoppage, New York. And they make trash products oh they look kind of slick they theoretically work they are a company that is you know primarily known for making high-end audio microphones for things like performers musicians and people who speak for a living they want a good audio recording and i would say that the actual you know, physical nature of their equipment is probably pretty good. The condenser mics and the design of it and everything else. But their interface is complete shit. And it's been that way for a long time. I think I've talked about it. I think I've railed on Zoom before right here on this very program. And yet I have quite a few of their products because there's nobody else really in the space. Now, in the case of the Zoom, the Zoom PodTrack P4, I bought it because... It's a small piece of equipment, as I said last week, that was going to be easier for traveling. Well, it threw me a writing error, like, you know, write error, it said, and the card didn't record my podcast after like a minute. So it starts recording, and then about a minute or two in, it says, whoops, writing error. No explanation whatsoever. Plus, I had to be looking at the unit in order to just see that something had gone wrong. I could have gone on for minutes and minutes and minutes without even noticing. So that was a problem. It did it once last week, and then it did it again with Charge on Sunday night, and I'd had enough. It took me several minutes just to force quit the device itself. It was giving me the spinning hourglass of, oh, oh, hold on a second, I'm... 
I'm dizzy. I'm thinking about it. Stand by. I'll get to you. I'm like, you suck, Zoom. If you can't trust the equipment, that's the number one thing. So it looks like the old Rodecaster Pro, the now industry standard for podcast consoles, mixers, soundboards, you name it, is going to have to travel with me. It's a little bit larger. It's just a little bit larger. It's not very heavy, but it is about the size of a big sort of like a like a binder. It's like a big binder full of papers, that size. So I'm going to have to travel with it because the Zoom P4 pod track, piece of trash, going right back from whence it came. Adorama, <laughs> you've hooked into a real menace in me. I'm already returning shit at an 80% clip with you guys. But that's your fault for offering the VIP $50 a year. Return everything you want with no questions asked. Or so they say. We'll see if that's actually the case. Before we get to charge, a couple things. One, Steakhouse Confidential. It's not going to happen anymore the way it did. Most of the feedback was the audio was not good enough. Too much ambient, ambient, too much ambient noise. And not enough cut through volume on our own voices. Totally understand it. I agree with you. I'm sorry that it didn't come out better. There's a way to do it in which we would do it in a quiet room before we even get served. And we would just sit there, whoever's on the podcast with me, in a quiet private room. And they do have one of those at DC Prime. And we'd record the episode, then we would eat. The Steakhouse part of it, you know, the whole point of doing the Steakhouse Confidential was to get people relaxed and talking about things that they might not otherwise talk about and to have a a drink or two. But we quickly found out that once you have a drink or two, you have three or four. And then once you started started eating in and around doing this Steakside podcast, people were disgusted by it, hearing people chew and eat. And I totally get it. So... The lure is we've got a wonderful partner in a great steakhouse. And Rick Crow, I cannot thank him enough for, for giving us free steaks. The lure of the steakhouse is to bring in bigger name guys. But it's getting harder to do. Even with a free steak dinner that's upwards of $100, you still have to leave your house. You, know? you, you have to have them drive at least 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe more. So who am I going to be able to get? So I don't know about the future of Steakhouse Confidential, but I appreciate the feedback, and I agree. The audio was simply not up to spec. Meanwhile, before I get to charge, one other thing that blew me away. This has never, I don't want to say never, this so rarely happens to me, but I missed a story, a pretty significant story, and a media story just because, I don't know, I was busy with other things. Somebody emailed me and said, Oh, by the way, what do you think of Maria Taylor going to NBC? And I go, what? Oh, she did? I totally missed it. Her last assignment was the Game 6 clincher with the Bucks winning at home and Giannis's 50-piece and me getting so drunk that I left it all in the mulch bed outside the radio station before taking a two-and-a-half-hour nap before waking up to do the show the next day. And then it was all a blur after that, and I didn't, somehow didn't come across the story. Neither Getter nor Josh saw the story, so we never talked about it on the 97.3 The Game Morning Show. And I'm like, 
Well, son of a bitch. So she ended up going to NBC. Terms not disclosed. Probably got eh, north of three mil, south of five, something like that. It's a hell of a haul for her. As good as she is, I don't know if she's any kind of, you know, unicorn talent out there. She's good, but there's others who are good as well. And a lot of good talent that's on the sidelines that would love to work for a million or less. I just think it's a terrible move for her career. No matter what high-profile event she gets used on, on NBC, and I assume they're going to trot her out for Sunday Night Football this fall, man, ESPN is still the big stage. It's still the platform to really be known. And they loved her there before the whole kerfuffle with Rachel Nichols happened. And they would have given her, as Galdi taught me in wrestling, the, quote, company push to the moon. But good luck to her. I'm sure, you know, if it was between $3 million from ESPN and $5 million from NBC, eh, hard to turn down two extra million. But that said, I, I just don't know. I, it, if it was me, I'd try to swallow hard and accept the fact that, all right, I'm still making a shit ton of money. And I'm going to be able to make more money in the future of side events and everything else and side deals and endorsements and whatnot. Let's stay with ESPN for a while. I'm now just blossoming up. I could even have a kumbaya come together moment with Rachel Nichols. And then I would look even better for it. Keep doing the NBA finals. But hey, it's her career. Only she knows what was really said and done behind the scenes. So mazel mazel. Good things, Maria Taylor. Good luck to you over there at NBC. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie, and this is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Yeah, hell yeah. Wow, look at this. Unbelievable, Charge. Here you are on FaceTime audio and video. Yes. Pretty darn good. In fact, it's, I think... Uh, this, yeah, go ahead. This this way, we get the, the nuances of your facial expressions, and, you know, that's... That's worth that's worth a lot oh, right there. See, it started to yeah. wiggle out there just a second. I was getting the cleanest, crispest, nicest audio from you I've ever Ooh. gotten. And I'm sure wow. it's on my end because I've got shit internet and you're pretty good. So You do have shit internet at home. Of, uh, your internet um, is better when day, you have a hotel day, room in Milwaukee. Uh, I know than it, it is. is at your house. Can you hear this, by the way? Uh, hi, Getty. Yeah. I'm Bob McKenzie. This well, I hear Doug. you. How's That's it. Going, it. If there's something Old else I'm supposed to hear, then no. Good day. Good. Oh, okay. So I was going to play the Great White North theme, but uh, there you go. All right, Charge. Good afternoon. It looks like a beautiful late summer day in Minneapolis today. It is. We had uh, we had storms overnight, but it's uh, we're in great shape now. We got some much needed water. It's uh six. It's probably eighty degrees. Sunny. It's a nice day. It's a nice day. We don't have many left here. By the way, do you see leaves already in my yard? Look at that. Of course. I already got, already, I got leaves. I got trees changing, see, <laughs> yeah. already. There, there, are cert, there are certain species of trees that do drop their leaves. They start to drop them, even here down in the Middle Atlantic in late August. And I think it's more of a sort of the tree's metabolism, more so yeah. than it's going to get cold. But up there, it's going to get cold real quick. So, yeah, is. without I, I further ado, I trashed the Zoom company. For aborting yes. our podcast last night, that's now out of the way. 
And we can move on to more important things, such as the milk crate challenge. Now, I are you aware? This. this is the deal where you, you, you're balancing on a series of, of, of yes. crates, right? To try to get up to the top of the pyramid. Have you, do you, are you aware of how this is taking over social media? It's sweeping the nation. And it's providing some of the most amazingly <laughs> viral videos ever. Are you aware? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen people. Yeah, you're not aware. To go up. You're not aware. up the pyramid and falling down. But that's okay. it. Is there more to it than that? Well, it's like all over charge. It's it's all over social media. It, it started somewhere. It started with a guy doing it on 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 one set of these milk crates, and it looks like you mm-hmm. know just an easy set of stairs. You just go up and you go down. But you know they're not stable. Yeah. They're not hooked to anything, and they topple. And no. then when they do topple, you bite it and you bite it bad. so i mean really this is just a it's america's home videos right i mean that was the whole the america's home videos 20 years just showing people get hurt over and over and over again that's what it's off the air now that's what this is this is the modern day version but it was it in a way yes but in a way no in that america's funniest home videos was dads getting hurt taking line drives to the nuts pitching underhand to their kids or someone falling off a swing, you know, that kind of stuff that's just captured by a VHS camcorder, right? (laughs) It's got the blinking record, you know, uh, lettering in the corner of it, right? Nowadays, people are creating things that have a high likelihood of bodily harm and they're doing them on purpose so that their bodily harm can go viral for everyone else's enjoyment. And you get no money for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> How much money would it take? Like, if I just said, Zay, realistically, go up $500. No. No. Would you, would you make no. one of these and attempt the ascent? Not okay. only would I not only would I not do it for five hundred, I wouldn't do it for a thousand. I might not even do it for two thousand. You know why? Because a pair of what? broken ribs that takes me out of work for a month and impacts my <laughs> lung capacity and my broadcast ability, which is where I make my money, I'm not gonna put myself at risk of that. Guys are landing on their ribs on these hard plastic milk crates from six feet in the air. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. There is, uh, uh, there, what golf course, what golf courses in America would you trade a round for to do in it? In order to play Augusta. There? I would try That's to it? do, I would, Pebble Creek. Pebble Creek Church? You mean Pebble Beach? Or Pebble Beach, thank you. That's Pebble so, Beach. That's so Jeez. cute. It's so cute I'm when you get so, the golf names messed up. I love that about you, <laughs> yeah, Don't ever change. I, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. this my, in- my, my favorite golfer of all time is uh, is uh, Bengal Woods. <laughs> love that guy. Yeah, he's good. Not quite as good yeah. as Jock Jock Nicholas. Jock Nicholas is another so, good. Jock Nicholas. That's right. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, I believe you mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I yep. in honor of the Milk Crate Challenge, in which, by the way, do yourself a favor tonight and just search on Reels or on TikTok, Milk Crate Challenge. There are some amazing videos out there, including one in which a guy, like an old man, 
is climbing up the stairs and a young punk kid, as he's at the top of the milk crate stairs, comes up and karate kicks. Oh, yes. Karate (laughs) kicks. It's straight out from underneath him. Incredible. That's so mean. Uh, yeah. What a jackass. Yeah, That's what I absolutely. say to that. So in honor of jackass. the Milk Crate Challenge now uh, sweeping the nation, my two other favorite challenges that w- caused bodily harm, the Cinnamon Challenge and the Tide Pod Challenge. Oh, God. Now, the Tide Pod one I'm familiar with because idiots were eating the Tide, tide Pod. Sure. I'm going to the Cinnamon one was kids snorting cinnamon. Not snorting. The challenge was could you eat a spoonful of oh. straight cinnamon, not cinnamon sugar, straight cinnamon powder. Could you eat that without taking a drink? What happens is that cinnamon is so finely ground up. Yeah. There is no way to prevent it from going into your lungs and all your <laughs> breathing passages and you no. start you start coughing. <laughs> And choking uncontrollably. <laughs> it damaged some kid's lungs. Wow. Oh, yeah. See? There was so, another okay. There was another challenge that also caused severe bodily injury. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I'll, I'll Google it. Now, you're, uh, uh, planking. Planking was another one. You took a picture of yourself laying flat as a board over the edge of things that were, you know, high above the ground. People were falling off. Planking. Yes. I remember planking. Now, it was for charity, but there was the, the polar dive bit, right? Where people well, were the ice bucket diving. challenge. The ice bucket challenge. I never did that, which, by the way. Did you ever do the ice bucket challenge? No. People tried to rope me into that all the time. Me and I'm too. like, listen, I live in Minnesota. I'm living an ice bucket challenge every fucking day for six months. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. The outlet challenge. <laughs> what? It involves don't even it involves don't tell using me, like, the using the plug part of a phone charger, inserting it into a wall, and then sliding a penny down the wall onto the exposed prongs. You just got oh. done doing electrical in your basement. How do you think that one oh. turned out? Uh, badly. Oh God, that's a, such a bad idea. Right. Such a bad idea. So where are we as a society that we do this? I mean, how good do we have it? I mean, think about our ancestors plowing the earth, trying to like subsist on four chickens and a goat. And what if your if your harvest didn't come in, your family starved? Now where are we? Intentionally hurting ourselves so that we can get likes on social media. You want to know where we are? Are you sitting down right now? I can be here. We are at terminal end stage civilization decline and 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 mortality. This these are the end days, my friend, when this is now dominating the public discourse, at least on social media. Uh, by the way, there is a pass out challenge or choking game, which also oh. went around. Yeah, yeah, but in fairness, my wife and I play that most nights. I feel like I should walk you off with that, even though even though we're just getting started. Okay, on we go to sports. Actually, before we get to sports, one more thing. Did you see the news item that claims eating a single 
hot dog will take 35 minutes off of your life. Yeah, bullshit. There's <laughs> that for, how does anybody even know that? It's incalculatable. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. First of all, there'd be all these hot dog eaters that have died young, and we'd all know it. I mean, eventually we'd put two and two together. Hey, how come that guy died at 45? Well, I do know that he ate three hot dogs a week for his whole life. Hey, we'd, you know, we would start to figure that out. So I'm not buying it. Joey Chestnut would be dead already. Right. Uh, um, Kobayashi you know, would be dead already. <laughs> Kobayashi, right, dead already. I mean, it's just there's no way. That's it is total bullshit. Now that said, the hot dog's basically pretty disgusting, right? I mean, it's all the stuff that's all ground up that you don't want to eat. It's snout and hoof and ear and <laughs> yeah. right. It's the unsellable know, parts of the pig. That's it exactly. But it still tastes delicious at the end of the day. And it, I, we don't food shame here. And if you love a hot dog, God, eat your hot dog. Uh, someone wrote, R.I.P. Joey Chestnut, born 1983, died 1749. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Unbelievable. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's yep. get on with it, shall we? You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. I saw where they were giving out a red don't touch me jersey to your star second year wide receiver Justin Jefferson at practice. Yes. Talk to me. Is this well, where hurts. that's why? Is it's this where we're at though? Is this where we're at? It used to be quarterbacks only that had those don't touch me jerseys. We're gonna give them out to wide receivers? 
Well, again, he's hurt, and so they're trying to make sure he doesn't have a setback. So How's I don't he hurt? necessarily have a problem with that. What's he hurt? He hasn't he hasn't practiced he hasn't practiced for two weeks with a shoulder issue that they say is minor. But so why does he need a red jersey? Is someone going to come up and tackle him randomly? You would think not, but <laughs> I mean they they have. I, I guess you know they're trying to be extra careful. I don't got a problem with that. I want my guy healthy. I know. He's, I need him. I need him to play, Zabe. From a fantasy standpoint, from a Vikings fan standpoint, I need him healthy for Week One. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But the way they do coddle the the, the quarterbacks is nuts. Did you? Are you watching Hard Knocks? I am not watching Hard Knocks, but I've got them all recorded. Somebody from somebody from the Cowboys like whisked past Ben DiNucci. God forbid, not even like I couldn't even see contact, and the coaches eviscerated this kid. And I, I, I didn't even see him make any contact. And it's Ben DiNucci. So like who cares? Right? But uh, you know, they they take this very this red jersey stuff very very seriously. Yeah, that's a bit crazy. I mean, the Cowboys would be better off if somebody did crush Ben DiNucci and then he couldn't play anymore because he doesn't belong in the NFL. Right. Like to me, the name sounds so funny, and he's so lame as a quarterback. He'll go down as a punchline, I think, for years. Yeah, well, remember that time Ben DiNucci dot dot dot. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So anyway, so Justin Jefferson is hurt, but you cannot be too safe. Just like your team brought in renowned doomsayer, Dr. Doomsday himself, Dr. Mike Olsterholm of the University of Minnesota, noted epidemiologist, infectious disease expert to lecture your vaccination holdouts to get the jab. Did it do what it was intended to do. Did anyone run and go, you know what? I'm in now. Well, they won't tell you, right? So we don't know for sure. Uh, but, you know, this is, he's, he's a guy who is a, he's on my radio station, KFAN, about three days a week. And they, you know, they treat, they treat his word like gospel. And he, he obviously knows a lot about it, but he is extremely cautious. And, you know, I, I don't agree with everything he says, but you know he is he. This is he knows a lot about this, so I, I feel like I, I I don't have a position that I can take necessarily well, against the things he says. He's he's very knowledgeable, but he is like a lot of wannabe bureaucrat doctors or infectious disease experts. He's kind of like he wants to be the next Fauci. He wants yes, to be if comfortably yes. in the embrace of government, you know, for the next. 30 years because he's a lot younger than Fauci and he certainly knows a lot but here's the thing I heard of him first on Rogan's podcast Joe Rogan right at the very outbreak of the pandemic and he sung a totally different tune then than he is now the tune he was singing back then on Rogan as Joe Rogan's like so what can we do to stop this and he kind of goes nothing he said it's an airborne virus. It just whew, blows on the wind. He said, yeah. and, and, and Rogan's like, well, what about this notion that it'll go away in the summer because it doesn't survive? And he goes, nah, SARS-CoV-1 survived in the desert of Kuwait when it was 120 degrees. Ugh. And he and, and Ulsterholm recently broke with orthodoxy to say, you know what? These masks, most of them don't do anything. 
The only masks that really would work are the uh, KN95s. And he proposed, right, well, we should right. be having kids wear those. Other people said, are you fucking crazy? Do you know how uncomfortable a true fitted KN95 is? And do you really think a right. 10-year-old is going to be able to keep that fitted for eight hours a day? Get real. No. Those were the masks that would leave the nurses at the peak of the pandemic posing for their social media with all the sort of the scars and the marks on their face from the masks. Remember those photos? Yeah. 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 So anyway, so they won't say if anyone on the Vikings heard Dr. Osterholm and said, you know what? I'm in and go get the jab. How many guys do you know on the team that have not yet been vaccinated? Can't say. Hmm. Um, you know, but everyone knows uh, Kirk. Everyone because, knows Kirk is, because is not. Everybody knows Kirk. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk about Kirk. What I, the reason I, I can't say is I, I've been allowed to access parts of the team Ooh. that normal media can't. So I've seen okay. the players with the with the red wristbands, and so uh, you know okay. I can't talk about that. But we can talk about Kirk for a second. All right. Here's what you got to understand about Kirk. He is so devoutly religious that this is entirely driven by just principle for him, yeah. and. He does not care. You can use whatever threat or logic you want. You know, religion is notoriously immune to logic. And it does. He, I mean, in his worldview is really this. I'm just, it just this is just a husk. My body is just a husk for my soul, which will ultimately go to the, you know, yes. the great beyond. And that's, yes. and that's all I care about. He doesn't, he doesn't care if he gets COVID or not. He really doesn't. And for religious reasons, he doesn't, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to get vaccinated and doesn't believe in getting vaccinated. And there is no amount of Ulsterholming that there's go- that's going to right. get him to get to get the jab because he's not going to do it. Right. And the truth of the matter is he is at virtually no risk whatsoever. He is young. He no, is healthy. I mean, no, he's at virtually like all athletes, like all like you know, 20, all 30 year old athletes. The only athletes who have really gotten in any kind of trouble with this virus have been on the higher end of the BMI index. And Kirk is not that. So his chances, first chances of dying of a lightning strike are probably greater than COVID. So yeah, so he's not gonna he's not gonna be swayed in that regard. You know, Cam Newton is also not vaccinated, and he just got contact traced. And I guess you know Belichick's annoyed by it. Plus, here's the other thing: a lot of coaches like Vrabel who are vaccinated have popped positive. Yeah. So how is the NFL charge going to navigate this year? With so many vaccinated people getting positive tests, that's a good question. Where this isn't is it? Go- well, it is, and, and 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 every time a positive, every time a vaccinated person gets it, I think for the unvaccinated, they're like, "Why do I? You know, why do I have this urgency it, to go get it?" It kind of reinforces the their stance, it. right? It does. It does. It reinforces their stance, yeah. um, for better or worse. Now, here's where the NFL thing is going to go haywire. Because of the extra things they're doing to penalize the unvaccinated, key players are going to miss games. Yes. For example, um, it, I'm trying to think of the player that this just came down with, uh, who's got he five days, and it's not it's not Cam Newton, but it's it's another player. Well, Cole Beasley but, got contact traced, and even though right. he popped a negative the day after, they still He's, make him sit five days. Five days. Exactly. This is what's going to happen. A player's going to test on like a Friday and they're going to hold him out even though he's a no negative. He's a no negative, but they're not going to let him play. And what happens? Here's the thing. Sorry to cut you off. The players, those that are not vaccinated, don't give a shit because they're still getting paid. And I'm telling (laughs) you, 
that no matter how competitive they are, they understand that this is a ruthless business, the NFL, and they might be out with an injury anyway. So I'm telling you right now, guys that have not gotten vaccinated are not going to be wringing their hands going, oh, gosh, I'm hurting the team because I have to sit out five games. They're going to be like, fuck it, cool. That's one less game of wear and tear on a 17-week season now. So if if the coaches or owners think that they're going to successfully shame the unvaccinated and getting vaccinated because it'll mean that they sit out less, that's going to fail because I'm telling you, they don't care. When they will care is when a court like Lamar Jackson misses a Monday night game and the Ravens go belly up and they're non-competitive and fantasy players are dying because it's a Monday night game well, and they can't pivot to a different quarterback. The fantasy and, guys will hate the, it. And the product is bad. D- well, and the okay. product's bad. Well, I know. But do you think Well, Ben DiNucci played last year? The NFL product has already been watered down and cut with all kinds of additives and non-nutritive elements to it. So I don't know if that really matters. I'm just saying from a player standpoint, yes, the league will hate it. The television partners will hate it. But I don't think any players will hold it against Lamar Jackson if he tests positive and has to sit out. I don't think so. You've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands, of athletes. Not thousands. They want to play. They want to play. They, they do. I, they're wired. They're wired for the highest level of possible competitiveness. They do, but they're stubborn, and they do, but they care more about their money. They do, but they realize this is a long season, made even longer now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just think that, you know, depending on how many positives get popped, depending on how much sort of vaccination fall off occurs, because they're now finding out that, you know, the antibodies don't last forever. And so there's more breakthrough infections than they thought was going to happen. So the league is going to be beset by positive cases that really don't involve sickness that now have these draconian sit-out rules attached to them. So I'm afraid we're going to see a light version of last year's mayhem only with more fans in the stands. That's my thought. Yeah, I I hope that the effect is is minimal, and um, but I believe... I believe the NFL's self-imposed rules will make it worse than it than it needed to be by a mile oh, yeah. because of how they treat the unvaccinated. Right, right. And, and, and wait until more and more and more and more vaccinated guys and coaches break through and test positive. Then, then there's going to be even less compelling reason to get the jab if you haven't, and it's going to create a mess. But, hey, it's a mess the NFL is going to have to deal with. We're just going to have to dance around it from a fantasy standpoint, which we're used to doing anyways, Church, because of injuries. So uh, the dance goes on. One last thing about Kirk and the Vikes. Apparently, Everson Griffin is going to or has apologized to Kirk for what he said in the offseason on Twitter, which is essentially, y'all know it, Kirk is trash, right? Kirk is ass. Ass. (laughs) Is ass. And did this, by the way. So it's the it's the end of the year. Yeah, he drives. He drives by the Vikings headquarters, and he he films himself with his phone driving by it, begging the team to give him a chance and to join the team at the end of the year. And in the same breath, he tweets that at the same time 
he tweets Kirk Cousins is ass. Well, he's trying to get, he, ingratiate himself to the team. Is he on the team right now? I, I sorry, I should know. He this. is. He just okay. signed. He just signed. Yes. Okay. Today. So he just signed, and has he apologized to Kirk? He, last, I don't know if the apology. It was going to happen today. I don't okay. know if it actually went down yet as we are recording this, but I suspect right. it has. And Kirk's Kirk being Kirk being Kirk doesn't give a shit. He'll say, "No problem, man. Welcome to the team. Welcome back." Church, you there, Church? And I, we'd hold a grudge. Okay, sorry, you cut out on me. There, it's probably my internet. One more, one more time. What do you think, Kirk said? Uh, Kirk is going to welcome. Kirk will welcome him back to the team because he is a good religious man. Satanists like you and I would hold a grudge. (laughs) Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't put me on the rocket sled to the fiery (laughs) place just yet, my friend. Oh, that's no rocket ship. That is. that is, I don't know, like that's a comet, right? You know, yeah. We're all, you we're already buried. We're done. We're done for. <laughs> did, that die has uh, been cast. Did you see the ridiculousness today on ESPN about old Jameis Winston's nine for ten two touchdown performance on Monday night? Well, no. What what did ESPN have to? What are the, what's their reaction to this? Someone on ESPN, and I'm not sure it was, might have been Max Kellerman, might have been Emmanuel Acho, said. Um, or is he even on ESPN anymore? I don't know. Someone said, "Could this be a chance for T for excuse me, Tebow for uh, Jameis? Could it be a chance for Jameis to finally blossom like Peyton Manning?" Oh, they went cool. there. They used <laughs> the two names. <laughs> One preseason game. And 10 passes. I said, look, yes, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the Jameis Winston experiment because he could be really good. However, to take anything from that, yeah, he throws a good deep ball. We've known that since his days at Florida State. The problem is he threw 10 passes. And in a regular game, he's going to have to throw 35-45. It's the two passes that come on throw 27 <laughs> And 38 that are belly balls that go for six the other way that fuck you. (laughs) That's the only thing you have to know about Jameis. If he can get that out of his system, he could be a viable QB1. He is the lone member of the 30-30 club in the NFL. History of the NFL. Right. Only quarterback with 30 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one season. They say you have to be a pretty good pitcher to lose 20 games. You got to be, I guess, a pretty good quarterback to to throw thirty interceptions in a season. They leave you out there. I think it, it might be something like that. But that is not the dumbest thing that has been said in a preseason game. Yeah, what is? I'm going to try to see if I can pull this out of my uh, out of my phones in a fashion that you can hear it because I recorded it because it's so asinine <laughs> that you will you will not believe. Tell me, you're tell me what, Dan, okay, you, t- you play it for me or tell me, and then I'll try to pull it up on my computer just in case. Go ahead. It's This is Dan Fouts talking about a touchdown pass by Easton Stick. Now, I'm going to try to play it here, and tell me if you hear this. I hate to make a wild comparison, but isn't this Joe Montana to Dwight Clark and the catch? <laughs> I know it's not, but it's a heck of a play by Stick, staying with it all the way to the sideline throwing back across his body and finding big number five in the back of the end zone. Great job by Stick and Palmer, a veteran move to stay alive in the end zone. Dan, you're so right. 
That was eerily similar. Yes. <laughs> Easton Stick. Oh, <laughs> Who the fuck I, is you, Easton Stick? So what Easton did he, Stick what is did he the say, essentially? For, here's what he said. He compared Easton Stick to Joe Montana twice <laughs> and, his, and had his play-by-play guy back him up on it. Oh, it's it's epic. Unbelievable. It's epic. Well, it, yeah, it, I'll send you... I, under separate cover, I'm going to send you the uh, the audio, and you can feel free to insert it. Okay, uh, I will do that into our conversation. Thank you for adding editing time to the podcast today. Appreciate that. You're the best. Just kidding. Yes. All right. So, uh, <laughs> real quick, what what are the big fantasy stories? Give me two or three big fantasy stories brewing right now. By the way, guillotineleagues.com. So, yeah. Go to guillotine leagues. Get yourself a league. Play fantasy like on crack it's so great it's survivor league win in advance win in advance combined with fantasy and you draft every week basically because you're always adding players you're trying to manage your budget it's a thrill ride a minute the playoffs begin from week one guillotineleagues.com okay talk to me about fantasy what are the big stories okay number one is travis Etienne done for the year so that means that uh, Jacksonville's first rounders out. And... That being the outstanding running back from Clemson, who stayed in college one extra year at least. Yeah, yeah. Against the advice of many, and he's got a Liz Frank injury now, which sucks. Yes, and Liz Frank injuries are pretty debilitating. I mean, you know, you can come back from them and better now than they used to be. But like, do you remember Deuce Staley from yeah. the Eagles? Mm-hmm. You know, his his he looked like he was going to be one of the all time well, not maybe not all time greats, but he looked like he was going to be really really good. His whole career got sidetracked by it. It's um, it can it, it's bad enough that he's going to be out for the whole year. That means James Robinson is back as the presumed every down starter. And if you remember, Zabe, last year, rolling into like mid-December, he had 98% of the team's carries. I mean, they just they just worked him. And fantasy football, at the end of the day, Zabe, is about opportunity above right. talent. Right. And that that is opportunity. So he skyrocketed up my rankings. He moved from roughly running back... 30 to running back 15 Wow! Uh, based on this. James Robinson did. Um, and then the other half of the Winston story is the guy he connected with, Marquez Callaway, yeah. with Michael with Michael Thomas out, um, Deontay Harris likely suspended um, and middling anyway. They're looking to try to find a go-to receiver. And their tight end, Adam Troutman, just got knocked out too. So they're trying to find somebody that can be a number one receiver there. And he had... He looked really good, so he is, he's moved up the rankings quite a bit as well. All right, very good. Two other things real quick. ESPN, or excuse me, the NFL has the worst website I've ever seen for a billion-dollar enterprise. Yes. People have been complaining about it, not just me, but other people in the sports media. And my big complaint was Monday morning, as I'm brushing up on what the fuck happened in the Packer game, just to make sure, because I'll be honest, I didn't sit there and watch the whole thing. I went to the box score to acquaint myself with who did what. I checked the Jets side of the box score, and it shows two quarterbacks having played, but not Travis Wilson or Zach Wilson. Not Zach Wilson, their number one pick out of BYU. What? But he did. He did, and he played well. And he had, I think, two touchdown passes. And I'm like, how in the fuck does the NFL.com website have that as an error? How does somebody not see that? And this was Monday morning. 
for a Saturday game. And it wasn't just my browser. I made sure to tell Gitter. I'm like, go look up NFL.com. Tell me what you see there. Sure enough, it was wrong. Why is it the NFL is such a bad website? And what is the best website when it comes to football and stats and the NFL? Because I'm now going more and more to profootballreference.com, to be honest. Oh, yeah. For pro football. And I know the guys at Pro Football Reference. They're really good. And I use that, st- that site all the time. Yeah. Um, I subscribe to their premium search engine stuff. And, you know, that site's great. You know, the NFL serves one constituency with its website. It's advertisers. That's it. <laughs> they will jam their video and their ads into everything. And the only way, to, the only element that they have that doesn't have all the ads is if you pay for Game Pass, which I do pay for because I, I want to have a I lot of the too. advantages of Game Pass, yeah. like the condensed games and everything. You know, you know, like like for you, you've got if you want to see Washington play and you want to see Green Bay play and they're playing at the same time, being able to go back later and watch the condensed game oh, is awesome, glorious, awesome. Yeah. It is glorious. So, I mean, they they do that part reasonably well because you're paying for it. But everything else is, it's like a 20-year-old website. It's It has no foundational elements. Website. It has no, there's no reason to go there for anything. Right. Everything is delivered in a way that's hard to find. The data's wrong or doesn't exist. They, it's like they have no concept of what people even go to their site for. It's 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 absurd. They should have what they should have is content you can't get anywhere else because of the effing NFL. I know. They get rights to everything. They get rights to every stat. They get rights to every piece of video. They should have stuff you can only get at NFL at NFL.com, and they don't. I agree. Uh, the only other thing that I go to NFL.com for is the so-called game book after games. It is the long-form, yeah. ultra-detailed sort of Bible of each game that has way more than a box score play-by-play, it's got starters, it's got... I don't know if it's got snap count. I think they have to go back on Monday. It does. Oh, it does have snap count. They do two versions of it, but you're right. The later later week version has the snap counts. Okay, yeah. And and let me tell you, they bury that fucking game book real good. You gotta go hunting for it. It's it's buried underneath a link for a video and this, and you gotta tab on that, and you gotta make sure your papa... It's a fucking mess. All right, let me end on this. Office Reboot. NBC says they are, quote, standing by, unquote, in case showrunner Greg Daniels decides to do an office reboot. Would you be in favor of it? No. Look, first, let's leave greatness alone. And second is look at the way that show ended. The way it ended, I have no reason to believe that this version would be any better than the, the version of The Office we got at the end of its run last time when they didn't have all the same parts. And, Zabe, comedy is not timeless. When you go, you know, there are times that it's the right comedy at the right time that just fits the, you know, the mood of society or whatever. What they did was was groundbreaking in many ways. Right. You know, the single shot camera, the no, the no laugh track, all that stuff. Now... You know, that show, the beginnings of that show were almost 20 years old from when it first aired. And I don't think them to get it right on the reboot. And I don't know that we need to have a reboot of a show that I think was already great. What do you think? That's a, that's a great point. I'm against it for many reasons, but I had never thought about the fact that comedy is not timeless and that it's anchored in the time 
in which it was set. And so all the technology at the time, primitive by today's standards and without mm-hmm. social media for the most part, was key to how the office ecosystem worked. And so when Ryan decides to create Woof, <laughs> which was a way to <laughs> fax you, uh, like tweet you, like use everything to get a hold of you, was funny. But that, yes. that's rooted in time. And, and there's too much un-PC stuff that they couldn't do now. In fact, Comedy Central deleted Diversity Day from their marathon of episodes. Wow, did they, they really? Skipped it. They skipped oh, it. And people noticed. Bad. People noticed there's a block of like six offices starting with that first season. They're like, oh, episode was it two or episode three was supposed to be diversity day. And it's like, what happened? It's because it's now politically incorrect. So there you go. Charge. Nope, that happens. It, down, it, yeah. One last thing on this subject. They there's a great streaming service called Pluto. Are you familiar with Pluto at all? Oh, I've heard of Hulu, but not Pluto. Pluto. It's free. I started wandering around again. Um, it's free and it's got all kinds of free content on it. News, TV shows, stuff like that. And one of the things they've got is a lot of throwback television on Pluto, like nonstop Johnny Carson shows, Ooh. which are fascinating to me from the 70s and the 80s. Nonstop Carol Burnett shows, which I was, you know, like six and seven and eight years old when it were, they were on. And when I watch these shows now, they are patently unfunny. And it's just our, you know, our, our humor is always evolving and changing societally. And well, and those things are interesting to watch, but they're interesting. They're not funny. All right. Uh, by the way, Pluto.com is uh, in motion hosting website coming soon. Stay tuned. So don't go to Pluto.com. You're going to have to get the Pluto app, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, your yeah, phone it's or on your, your Roku. It's on your okay. Apple TV. It's on, yeah, it's on okay. all those. And it's, it's actually, it's, it's shockingly, there's like okay. 200 channels. Many of them are shockingly good. It's all, there are ads in it, but, you know, like regular TV. Pluto's awesome. You could, li- you could live on just Pluto and be okay. Charge, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time today, and enjoy the rest of your beautiful Minneapolis summer. You are the best, my friend. Bye-bye. Beauty, eh? Couple notes to end on. Sunburn Bowl 3 is on, people. If you've been jealous of us the last two years in the dead of winter, going down to Mexico, having a great time, and getting together with friends of the show and friends of the podcast, and having cool drinks, and sitting poolside, guess what? If you've been jealous, saying, you know what, this year I'm in. Well, we're waiting. Your all-inclusive package is ready to go. Call Travel Leaders at 833-TL-TRIPS or go to 973thegame.com. And if you are not in the Milwaukee area but still want to go, Brian Hurley, Betsy Stark, and Travel Leaders will work with you to get you there from wherever you are and hopefully for no extra cost. I can't guarantee that, but they're very nimble with the airfare component of it all. So, 973thegame.com or call travel leaders at 833-TL-TRIPS. We'll be at the Platinum Yucatan Princess February 12th through the 19th. It's all-inclusive. It's adults only. We go the coveted Saturday to Saturday run so you can recover on the Sunday following the vacation. And you'll watch the Super Bowl with us and enjoy a vacation of a lifetime afterwards. It's going to be a blast. Go to 973thegame or call travel leaders, 833-TL-TRIPS. Shout out to one Tom Jarris, who I saw for the first time in a long time, at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame golf outing. Tom was the former general manager of, at the time, 1029, Laser 1029. 
Uh, then it became, of course, the Hog, and it was Tom Jarris who ultimately signed off on hiring me some 27 years ago now with Bob and Brian. An absolute prince of a dude and a stud in business. He understood people. He understood talent. And I owe so much of my career to Tom Jarris plucking me out of a handful of tryouts and having him say, you know what, you're the guy. Tom's got some health issues he's battling through right now, but he's got a great spirit about it, and I love him dearly. And, man, it was just great to see Tom out there at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame golf outing, which uh, he is on the board of members. He's on the board of directors. He's a uh, part of the board of directors of that organization, and uh, it was great to see him. So shout out to him. Speaking of shouting, we have a new be- we have a new version of Boo Ben Kanop. This is audio from a guy who decided that he was going to make sure that CNN was not going to get their little stand-up interview outside a school, which I'm sure there was contentious school board and mask and coronavirus-related meetings going on inside. Take a listen to this guy with leather lungs and a... <laughs> And an attitude that knows how to piss you off. Lamestream media! Yes! <laughs> Check them out! What are you guys not reporting on, huh? Look at this! CNN! <laughs> what a joke! What a joke! Look at this! Look at this! They're like, CNN. all right, we're going to have to move Can around the corner. Lie, CNN. You ain't going to make it easy here. Nope. 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 Go somewhere else, CNN. Fake <laughs> so they, news. So they go around the corner. Fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake, fake news. Everybody wearing masks on Bye. CNN. Bye, CNN. Fake news. The right? camera guy points the camera at him like that's going to stop him. The lies are these people right here. Right here, these people are. Are you done? No, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. There's the boop Ben Kanop moment. You're not going to perpetuate lies from this building. Nope. Ain't going to happen. Bye. God, the voice on this guy is amazing. Bye. We can, we can live with this. Yup. So he's gearing up to give it a go. I'm not going to let him. Y'all shouldn't let him either. Come on, let's go. Get it on here with your fake news. Fake news. Fake news. CNN's a joke! CNN's a joke! Fake news! Fake news! By the way, the camera guy has now abandoned the interview to turn the camera back on the heckler as the CNN reporter is dutifully interviewing some woman who's in a mask, he's in a mask, and the camera's not even pointed at them. First of all, bro... You're not going to get this guy to shut up with your camera. He doesn't give a shit. He's taking this. He's got a cell phone in his hand, 
and he's going to post the video himself. <laughs> Secondly, you got to turn around and go, oh, sorry, I missed that first part. Could you redo that again? I was filming this idiot. News! Fake news! Fake news! CNN's a joke! They lie to the sheep! They lie! People like this perpetuate the lies! They perpetuate the lies! Fake news! Oh, boy. And there you go. I believe the approval rating of most mainstream media outlets these days is the lowest it's ever been. In fact, I'm sure it is. And it's even lower among certain outlets. You can call that guy an asshole and you can say he's in the wrong for that. Others would say, you know what? He did God's work right there. Take it somewhere else. Boo Ben Canop. Boo. No votes here. Boo CNN. No stand-up interviews here. How could you? I'd love to know how bad that interview was with the woman behind the mask. You couldn't have heard shit that she did. I think they did the interview just to try to pretend like this guy didn't ruin it for him. Where the sound guy's like, yeah, that's totally going to ruin everything, but uh, just go ahead and do it. And then maybe he'll leave. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving me a day off. And boy, didn't this Zabecast sound better? I'm more rested. I'm on my good equipment. I see there's no errors. It was great to talk to Charge as well. So we are back, baby. We are back and glad to be so. Thanks for listening. Tell a couple friends, and we will see you next time. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony. Winning Sizzin returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid.